0: Hello, and welcome to Friday's edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider discusses the secret of momentum. Momentum. It's an amazing thing, and it can encourage and inspire us to do more, to be more, and to be better people. But what happens when the excitement fades or when someone suddenly squelches our forward motion with harsh comments and criticism? What do we do then? Well, Rabbi Schneider answers these questions today as he takes us on a journey through the mysteries of the kingdom. To follow along using Rabbi's study guide, make sure to download a copy from our website at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. But right now, let's get started. This is really a deep, important study. The things that I've been sharing, beloved
1: ones, and teaching during the series, it's not just academic information. These truths are profound. They've changed my life. The things that I'm sharing with you, beloved ones, they're things that I've learned after walking with God for over 30 years, these truths, absolutely. I talked about the mystery of receiving and talking about how it all begins by simply learning how to receive from Jesus. You see, my life radically changed over 10 years ago. I'd already been walking with the Lord for over 20 years. And I was actively pursuing God. I mean, I was passionate for God. For 20 years, I'd been pursuing Him. But about 10 years ago, the Lord brought me to a whole new level of learning how to receive from Him. At the time, I was going through a difficult phase in life, and I really needed God. I mean, I was just walking through a really deep place and had a very significant struggle going on. And it was in this place of need and in this place of desperation, that my spirit connected with God in ways of being able to receive from Him in a way that was unlike anything that I'd experienced before. It actually began when I was introduced to what I call harp and bowl prayer ministry, where I would just sit for hours and listen to ministry, worship music that was just ascending directly to God. I mean, it was songs that were sung that were not like about God, it wasn't like he is our rock, it was all like you are our rock. It was all songs that were being sung to God, and these songs also were made up of apostolic prayer, meaning the type of prayers that the apostles prayed in the New Testament, where Paul, for example, prayed that God would open the eyes of our understanding, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. So I was listening to music that was sung directly to God in worship, as well as music that was intermingled with or mixed with prayers that were the same prayers that we actually read of in the New Testament, asking God once again for the power that raised Christ from the dead to be at work in our lives, to be at work in my life. And as I was introduced to this harp and bowl ministry, I call it harp and bowl, because we read in the fifth chapter of the book of Revelation, that before the throne of God, John saw he saw a bowl of incense that was arising up to God. And then John told us that this incense was the prayers of the saints. And at the same time, John saw that mixed with the prayer, he saw a harp playing. So this is kind of called harp and bowl ministry where there's prayers and worship that's ascending to God at the same time mixed with the music. And so about 10 years ago, as I was introduced to this and going through deep waters in my life, God gave me a supernatural grace just to sit at his feet. So for hours every day, I'm talking about like eight, 10 hours a day for a year, I just sat at the feet of Jesus immersing myself in harp and ball ministry, listening to worship music that was intermingled with the apostolic prayers and prayers out of the Bible. And I didn't do anything else for almost a complete year. That was my whole day. I would wake up in the morning and just sit before the Lord all day long. And God gave me a supernatural grace in this season just to sit at his feet, just like we read that Mary did when Martha was so busy, Mary was just sitting at his feet. And during this time, the Lord was just ministering to me, beloved ones. He was just strengthening me as I just sat there just receiving, just receiving, just receiving. And I began this series on mysteries of the kingdom of God by talking about the mystery of receiving. So after I spent a year just sitting at God's feet receiving, the Holy Spirit then began to move me on, And then he began to teach me how to take action to use the anointing and to work the anointing that's within us. Because it's only as we use the anointing, it's only as we use the gifting, it's only as we exercise our faith that we change the spiritual atmosphere around our life. Remember, the Lord said to Moses, Moses, how long are you gonna go around this mountain? It's time now to take action. And everybody, beloved, that truly is being ministered to by Jesus, there may be a season of sitting at his feet like I did, But there also has to come a season where you take action. And as you take action and stretch forth your rod, what's going to happen is things are going to change in life. You have to not just receive, like many people in the church are doing, they're just waiting for God to show up, just waiting for a miracle to happen. And they don't realize that the miracle sometimes will not happen until they do something. And so, beloved ones, if you want to really see growth in your life, you're going to have to balance receiving with taking action, exercising your faith and doing something. Now, today, I want to move forward and I want to talk to you about the secret of Momentum. Why do I call these secrets? Because people that don't have spiritual ears and eyes, they can't see these things. But in Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, secrets become mysteries that are revealed. I want to talk to you about the secret today and the mystery revealed of momentum. What do I mean by momentum? To give you a feel, beloved one, of what I mean by momentum, I'm going to read now from the book of Chronicles, I'm going to Second Chronicles today, chapter number 27, verse number 6. Second Chronicles 27, verse 6. Hear the word of God. I'm just going to give you one scripture here that I want to develop with you to show you how momentum is developed in our life to eventually give us, get this now, breakthrough. Mysteries of the kingdom of God. Receive. Then learn how to exercise the spirit of God, the anointing that's in you. Then keep doing it day after day and you're going to get strong and you're going to get breakthrough. Let's look at momentum today. Second Chronicles 27, six. So Jotham became mighty. He became mighty. It wasn't something that happened in a second. So Jotham became mighty because he ordered his ways before the Lord, his God. You see, what happened in Jotham's life, beloved, as he kept on day after day, just putting one foot in front of the other foot in the ways of God, he became mighty. What brought him to the place of becoming mighty? Listen, momentum. What do I mean by momentum? As we keep on every day, just waking up in the morning and putting one foot in front of the other foot, knowing that we're doing what God has told us to do, not based on what we feel that day, but based on what we know we should do. When we keep doing that, listen to me, we get momentum and we become mighty. And when we become mighty, what's gonna happen is we're gonna get breakthrough. But I wanna focus today on this aspect of momentum. Momentum is something that happens when something is moving in a certain direction and it keeps moving in that same direction. And eventually, because it has kept moving in that same direction, it develops power, and that power will eventually spring forth for breakthrough.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi will be right back. But first, we have a special book announcement. Let's check it out.
1: Elohim Yahweh Adonai the Hebrew names of God, seeking a deeper bond with the divine Dive into To Know Him By Name. Rabbi Schneider deciphers the Hebrew scriptures where God's names are revealed. Discover God as your provider, peace giver, victory, righteousness, healer, sanctifier, and more. To Know Him By Name transcends mere knowledge and empowers you to conquer life's challenges. Order at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835. Start your transformative journey now
0: we are truly so excited for you to get this life-changing new book so pick up a copy today and now here is rabbi with the rest of today's message I want to talk to you today
1: about the mystery of developing strength and gaining momentum we do this beloved listen to me now through spiritual discipline you see too many of us when we are Keep doing the right thing, despite what we feel. And I'm speaking to many now in the Western world, in the U.S., because we live in a culture that we don't have spiritual discipline, many of us. We just simply go with what we feel. If we feel inspired, if we feel passionate, then we act passionate. But if we don't feel inspired and we don't feel passionate, then some of us don't do anything to keep building momentum in the Lord. And people just, you know, they drift in and out. They're hot and they're cold. They're hot and they're cold because they've never learned the secret of just developing momentum through spiritual discipline and simply have learned the secret of doing what's right even when they don't feel like it. You see, beloved ones, if we're gonna ever get strong in the grace of God, we're gonna have to learn how to do what we know we should do even when we don't feel like it. A great definition of discipline is this. Doing what we know we should do after the feeling of it has worn off. In other words, how many people start a diet after they ate their last meal? They're full now, and they don't feel like eating anymore, and so it feels like a great time to start a diet. You know, you have that last bowl of ice cream. You know what? I've had enough of this. I've done this too long. I shouldn't do it anymore. It makes me feel guilty for eating so much. I'm going to go on a diet now. They feel great about it because they don't want any more ice cream. But then a day or two or three days goes by, and now it's Wednesday, and all of a sudden, they feel like ice cream. And so what do they do? They forsake the diet, and they yield to their feelings, and as a result— They never get momentum and therefore never get breakthrough. If we're going to become strong, we're talking about mysteries of the kingdom. If we're going to get breakthrough in our life, we're going to have to develop the momentum of ordering our ways after the Lord day after day after day, whether we feel like it or not. You see, I truly believe that one of the most remarkable things and action steps that we can take in our life that's so simple and so practical, yet few do it, is simply by waking up in the morning and starting our day with God. Take a half hour, 45 minutes, or an hour every day, and don't look at your phone. Don't look at your emails. Don't do anything. Just get before the Lord. Have your devotion out. Begin to speak God's word over your life. Begin to thank him for all he's done and do it every single day. Order your pattern after the Lord, whether you feel like it or not. When you do that, you're gonna get momentum in your life and you're gonna keep going from strength to strength and from glory to glory. Jotham, the Bible says, ordered his ways after the Lord. He didn't order them after his feelings. He didn't order them after his flesh. He ordered his ways after the Lord. So I wanna ask you a question. If you're not waking up in the morning and giving that first part of the day to God by doing a spiritual devotion to him, let me ask you a question. Do you think that's good or bad? Isn't God after our first and our best? You look at, for example, the Lord gave the children of Israel what? The law of first fruits, that they were to take the first of their harvest every year and offer the first of their harvest to him. And when the Lord set up the priesthood in the Torah, he began the priesthood, get it now, beloved ones, with the firstborn son. You see, I believe that there's a law that God wants operative in our life where he wants our first and our best. What did Jesus say? He said, seek first, seek first, he said, the kingdom of God and everything else should be added to you. So I believe God wants the first of our time, I believe he wants the first of our treasure. I believe he wants the first of our talent. He wants the first of our time, talents, and treasures. And what this practically means, I'm really trying to help you that if you will implement this suggestion, this encouragement that I'm giving you right now, this challenge, if you will implement this and stick with it, you're gonna gain momentum in your life and it's gonna give you breakthrough. I am asking you right now in the love of God, if it's true that what I'm saying is correct, that God wants the first. He wants the first of our treasure. He wants the first of our talent. He wants the first of our time. Don't we apply that then to giving God the first of our time by giving him the first of our day? In other words, if you have to wake up an hour early to give God the first of your day, praise God. Just do it. Just do it and you'll be blessed. Because if we just wake up in the morning and run into the day without taking time with God, We're not gonna be as connected during that day with God as we would have been if we would have given the first of our time. We wanna be like Jotham that ordered his ways after the Lord and as a result of that beloved ones, he became mighty. Now, I know that what I'm sharing with you, I mean, it's not like something new for many of us, but the question is not whether it's new, but the question is, are we doing it? You see, We want to keep doing the right thing day after day. And when we do, we'll create momentum and momentum will result in breakthrough. What does that look like? You see, I think some people, they try doing this, but then they give up because they just feel like a failure. In other words, some of you perhaps, if you've even tried beginning your mornings with the Lord and you sat on a couch, maybe you had a cup of coffee with you to give the first part of that day, whether it was 15 minutes to an hour, whatever it was, And you found that your mind started to wander. Maybe you picked up the Bible, you wanted to connect with God, but you found as you were reading the Bible, your mind started drifting. And so you gave up and you said, what's the use? I want you to know God loves you and he understands that you're human and that he understands that at times our mind will wander. If your mind wanders, don't give up. God loves you. Just bring your mind back. I love something that David said in one of the Psalms. He said to the Lord, your gentleness, David said to the Lord, has made me great. God is gentle towards you. Don't give up because your mind wanders. And then sometimes you might feel when you wake up in the morning that you're really engaged. You can sense God's presence. But then maybe a day or two more down the week, you wake up in the morning, you feel so disconnected from God you feel so far away from him, you don't feel like doing the devotional, you don't feel like staying connected because you don't feel that you are connected. Again, I wanna encourage you, beloved one, God loves you, don't give up. Just be like Jotham and keep ordering your way after the Lord and you'll build power through momentum. If you feel disconnected some days, it's okay. Just don't let the devil take you off track. Just keep doing what's right. Now, one of the ways to read the Bible that I find is helpful is, for example, let me just go to the gospel of John chapter number 14. Jesus said here in verse one, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Rather than just continuing to read, stop after every verse and just turn it into a prayer so that you make your reading of the scripture a prayer dialogue between you and God to say, Father God, thank you, that even as Jesus stilled the sea and calmed it, you're telling me here not to let my heart be troubled. Father God, I thank you for the peace of Jesus that's been breathed over my life. And now I ask you, Father God, to help me to not let my heart be troubled. John continues on, he said, believe in God, he said, believe also in me. And then we say, Father God, thank You. I do believe in You. Father God, thank You. I believe in You. And I declare, Father, I believe in You. And I declare that You are great and that You are God and that You are good. And Father God, I ask You to even strengthen my faith in You. Strengthen me, Jesus, with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I desire faith, Lord Jesus, that will move every mountain out of the way of my life. Jesus, I love You today. I believe in You. Strengthen my faith. Some folks have just kind of a framework that they're you know, covering X amount of scriptures a day. They're reading so many chapters of the Bible a day. But what's the use of that if it's just words that are rolling over your head like water off a duck's back? It's better to slow down and let the words have impact and cover less than to cover a whole bunch of scriptures that are just disconnected from you identifying with them in your heart. Develop momentum by confessing God's Word over your life and over your circumstances. Blessed are you if you do these things. I promise you, my friends, you'll be blessed.
0: Shalom. Wow, what a special word from Rabbi today on how we can truly take God's Word into our heart. That's our takeaway on this edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And Rabbi Schneider is an international evangelist, and you can access more info about him or resources from this ministry by going to DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. And while these daily messages and all of our online resources, they're free to you, and to anyone who comes our way, but they're not free for us. So if God is nudging you to support this ministry, your contributions, they'll truly make a difference in building God's kingdom, which we desperately need right now in the earth more than ever. Rabbi.
1: Where this country has gone, beloved, is unbelievable, even to those that don't know God. We are facing such chaos in the world around us. Beloved, the only hope left for people is the God that created the world, and you and I are His ambassadors. We are the ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. You and I are Jesus the Messiah's ambassadors. We have to do something, beloved, to prepare the world for his return by preaching the gospel. When you support me and discovering the Jewish Jesus, you are literally taking part in preparing the earth's atmosphere for the coming return of the Lord Jesus. You see, Jesus said, when the gospel is preached to the ends of the earth, then he will return. People more and more are recognizing that they can't hold on to anything outside of themselves that everything around them is unstable, that systems are falling apart, that governments are collapsing, economic systems are collapsing, people's moral code is collapsing. The only thing that's sure, beloved, is God Himself, who is our rock, and I want to ask you to support me as I continue to preach the Gospel of King Jesus around the world, declaring this reality and this truth. You see, beloved ones, Jesus is counting on you, and He's counting on me. we His voice, peace. War his mouth. Jesus said, you shall be my witnesses. I want to ask you, would you be faithful? Would you support me? And would you support discovering the Jewish Jesus? I want you to know, beloved, your financial help makes a big difference and is effectively being used to spread the gospel.
0: To give a financial gift today, go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com, or you can give a gift by calling us at 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835, or text the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. And as our way of saying thanks, we'll send you rabbi's latest newsletter that provides direction and inspiration for your life. And it'll also give you a picture of the growing ministry of discovering the Jewish Jesus, not only here at home, but around the world. And one of the ways that we wanna minister to you today is through Rabbi's brand new book called To Know Him By Name. It was written to show us how to have a more intimate relationship with our coming Redeemer and King. And when you understand the names of God, you'll better understand his character and his heart for mankind. We believe this understanding will be a blessing to you. You can purchase your copy when you call 888-MY-RABBI or by going online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And well, the ironic blessing is a priestly blessing God bestowed upon his people during their wilderness wanderings. This blessing invokes God's favor, his protection, his grace and peace in our lives. And today it serves as a reminder of God's desire for a personal connection with us. And to speak these beautiful and holy words over us right now, here is Rabbi Schneider. Blessings trump curses. And in the book of Numbers chapter 6, we find the
1: ironic blessing that God commanded Moses' brother Aaron, the high priest, to speak over the children of Israel. There's power in blessing, beloved ones. So take part in receiving Father's blessing upon your life today. Yahva reche Yahweh va, va yishma Yair Yahweh panav lecha vikhunecha. Yahweh. and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and Shalom.
0: I'm your host, Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again when Rabbi Schneider discusses how we discover the secret of breakthrough. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.